Hello and welcome to Arts Northwest, Morgade Falches Jock from the Glens Arts Centre in Manor Hamilton with myself Brandon Murray and our sound engineer Mark Gavin. Later on the show we'll be having a chat with Shane Levy, a local North Leitrim based writer who's running an interesting series of creative workshops, creative writing workshops in the Glencar Tea Shed from the 22nd of February. We'll be hearing a tune from the great troubadour John Spillane, who plays here in the Lens this Sunday night. Tickets available through deadlandcentral.com. And we'll be looking at events happening in the area over the coming week or so. There's been a concerted effort over the last number of years to develop a film industry, or at least engage more with the national uh, conversation around film uh, in the northwest region uh, a number of years ago Sligo, Leitrim and Roscommon County Councils got together and formed SLR which was to progress uh, the skills and uh, facilities for filmmaking in the northwest region and then this kind of morphed into what's called now called Creative Heartlands which is being uh, developed through uh, the arts offices in the three counties and it gives me great pleasure to welcome the Economic Regeneration Officer for Leitrim County Council, Becky Farrell. Uh, hello, Becky. Delighted to have you in the studio here in the Glen Centre. Um, have I kind of just given a reasonable summation of what this whole Creative Heartlands thing is about? Yes, you have indeed, Brendan. Uh, you mightn't even need me here now with the, with the great summary that you've given. <laughs> You're going to give us the details. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, well, I, I, as you say, a couple of years ago, um, we we formed Creative Heartlands um, so in, in 2019. And the overall aim was, I suppose, at the time we were looking at our um, our, our, our film industry in Sligo, Leitrim and Roscommon. And we were looking at a way of making it more sustainable and more resilient. Um, I suppose we, we couldn't have anticipated um, what was coming down the line in terms of COVID, but we were aware of other external um, issues around Brexit um, and, and so on that... We're, we're going to test our, our industries and our enterprises um, in the three counties. So we um, put the, the project together um, and it's, as you say, focusing on, on film and screen. And we have another element to the project as well, which is around design and digital fabrication, um, which is about kind of getting more digital skills into small and medium ent- um, enterprises in, in the three counties. But um, we created um, Creative Heartlands and uh, we were funded in 2020 from Enterprise Ireland um, to put a number of supports in place um, and I suppose I can I can chat a little bit about um, sure. the, now, the different. You mentioned the then. digital aspect of it, and we 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 spoke with Stuart Lawn, who runs Fab Lab MH here yes. out of W8 in Manor Hamilton. Uh, one, one wonderful, wonderful initiative, and his is around as you say uh, digital creativity. Yes. And I know you're working with him. And then in terms of the filmmaking, and you you, you got capital funding to. By the the latest, if you like, en suite um, bespoke equipment for filmmaking yeah. in terms of cameras and sound yes. and editing suite, yeah. which is now situated here in the Glens Centre. Uh, and that'll be available to nascent filmmakers in the community, but also to more established uh, filmmakers, videographers, documentary makers that could 
hired out, for example. And then maybe there would be training courses with the equipment that's here in the Glens so that, you know, there would be, and I know uh, you, you'd look at things like what crew were available in the area. And yeah. with that then, you've employed recently, uh, took over from Mike Hurick and the, the, the wonderful filmmaker from Drummer Hair, Johnny Gogan. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and we're absolutely thrilled to have, have Johnny Gogan on, on board now. So he's working with us um, and I suppose reaching out to the filmmakers and, and producers and, and so on in the in the region. And of course, he'd have a, a great knowledge and, and an understanding of that but even Johnny himself will 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 say that you know he's he's discovering all the time um other practitioners that are in the region so it's really trying to get a handle on that and, and trying to get um get to know who, who's out there but yeah you mentioned the equipment and I think that was a, a key part to the project when we were identifying you know what different streams we wanted to to pursue and uh, one of the things we were a need I suppose that we were trying to answer was um I suppose having access to this equipment you know it's prohibitively expensive um you know so if you you're kind of a sole trader or a small entity, um, you know, to, to to possibly imagine being able to get access to this equipment um, would be a barrier. So we wanted to reduce the barriers for um, our practitioners in the region. So we've three editing suites, um, one of which, as you say, is in the Glen Centre. And also what we have in the Glen Centre is real top class shooting equipment, um, which is available to um, anybody in the region who, who wants to avail of it. And um, Johnny is available to to you know, train people on that equipment if needs be, but certainly to liaise with them in terms of, of hiring it out and, and using it. And we'd encourage anyone to, to get in touch to, to, to avail of that. Great. So what would be the ambition, I suppose, of Creative Heartlands? Uh, well, I suppose what we're <clears throat> what we want to do is we want to try and um, I suppose the number one was to make it make our, our kind of indigenous practitioners sustainable and, and resilient. Um, so I think that that is a, a, a long term overall aim, you know, is, is to is to really kind of create enough um, skills and access to um, training and equipment so that they, you know, the, the people who are working in, in the industry in this region feel that they can make it more a part of their their career and, and their their professional development. Development, um, you know, so that it it becomes more of their their day to day as opposed to something that that they do because they love it, but they need to do something else to to, to sustain them. Sure. We want it to be something that can sustain them. Sure, of course. And then, I mean, I know Johnny Gogan, for example, is doing uh, an inventory of, as you say, filmmakers, but also potential crew that would be available yes. with the, with the varying skills in the area. And you're right; it's amazing that what's out there in the northwest. And I mean, I suppose it might ultimately be down the road that, there, you know, I mean, if we look at, say, you know, Galway or even Mayo, um, you know, what, which has attracted big budget films. I mean, that might be potentially down the road, something that might come to the area. Because the first thing is we have, we have an amazing landscape and topography. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. if there's skills in the area, top class mm -hmm. skills and equipment in the area for a film company to come in. Yes, uh, it it could be a, a game changer in terms of filmmaking in the northwest. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean for sure that that would be. Um, I mean, that would be absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, and I suppose we've seen the success um, this year of of a number of Irish productions, and and you know the 
the possibilities there are endless. You know, if, if you if you get something like that, um, it, it really would be incredible. And of course, everything that we're doing, we hope can maybe contribute and, and maybe build towards that. Um, but I think, um, I suppose, what, what we want to try and ensure we focus on is the people who are here working and, and whose livelihood it is that they feel s- supported, you know. So um, a large production, of course, would be absolutely fantastic to get yeah, into that's the region. Kind of, that's that's the, but, the, the romantic uh, notion. Yeah, but, but you yeah. know, I suppose we... we we, we do try to keep front and centre is sustaining our and I, and, I, and I think also what's interesting is you're approaching it not just from the if you like from the, the the Hollywood side of let's make a blockbuster movie but that there are so many areas that people can work in infant like you know as you say in the digital industry which would be which would could work into the commercial world of mm-hmm. promotion and uh, pod um, 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 creating a digital content yes like yep. through you know, TikTok or whoever it may yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, so they're all areas that we're now looking at. And I suppose, again, even when we started this um, two years ago and when we sat down to, to really map out what we were doing, that wouldn't have been something we would have really envisaged. But as we've kind of mapped our way through this um, project now and as it has evolved and indeed our own ideals of, of how we've seen it have evolved, that has become something that we think um, is, is becoming real key. So it's taking people like photographers, videographers and so on and actually saying, well, have you considered training in um, providing you know commercial material and as you say, content, online content for retailers and, and industries out there, that there's something really there that, as we say, and we keep going back to, it's something that can sustain them in, in, in a livelihood as well so um, yeah uh, you know it, uh, all the time we're evolving and it's great that we can adapt to that as well and we have mapped out you know some training programs um, around editing and producing and you'd and hope so they'd, on, but they'd, they'd, they'd come into play when in the autumn is it or uh, the training. Yeah. Uh, well, we're actually hoping that there'll be some of it starting in March. We we oh, did wow. run we ran um, we ran some training um, last year in, in the film side. Um, again, you know the, to to you know hate hate to mention it with COVID, but sure. you know we had obviously yeah. envisaged you know doing a lot more face to face training, and you know we did try and do some of the online stuff, but um, you know I just given the nature I just really don't think you can yeah. you can beat the face to face so um, certainly Johnny has been doing a lot of work on building up a, a, a training programme now we, we'll be kicking off I think with some of that in March great so we'll, yeah, when, yeah. When it, 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 it'll get out there yes. well uh, it's an amazing initiative and it's just fantastic to see it in an area that is bereft of um, sufficient uh, support in terms of the uh, amount of artists it has on the ground and that's of all hues but in this particular instance we're talking around the whole uh, digital creativity and filmmaking area uh, Becky Farrell a pleasure and uh, congrats I know you were performing in your dad Jerry's play okay. The Last uh, Prime Minister of Ireland which was a huge success and uh, we look forward to seeing you on the boards again and, and in the area supporting filmmaking Thank you Brendan Thank you So the Contact for this wonderful initiative is creativeheartlandsfilm at gmail.com and it's Johnny Gogan of Bandit Films uh, that you'll get on that should anyone be interested in making contact. One of Ireland's finest live performers is the wonderful bilingualist John Spillane of Cork Heritage and he recorded his most recent album is a live album In Another Light which he recorded with the Cork Opera House Concert Orchestra John is playing here at the Glen Centre this Sunday, 8pm. Tickets still available through theglencentre.com or at 071-9855-833. He played here before COVID and it was a very, very special occasion. And this is Hey Dreamer from John Spillane.
forgot who you are. You forgot what you are. You forgot what you're for. You forgotten. You forgot where you're from. You forgot where you're going. You forgot everything. You forgotten. Hey, dreamer, where did you leave your dream? Where did you leave your dream? Hey, dreamer, where did you hide your dream? Where do you hide your dream? Shane Levy is a locally based, uh, as in local to North Leitrim, writer uh, and uh, creative writing tutor, uh, originally from Mayo. And uh, Shane is starting what's very interesting, an eight-week creative writing course in the Glen Carr Tea Shed. Uh, many of you will know, beside the world-famous Glen Carr Waterfall. You're very welcome, Shane. Thanks very much. Shane, before we talk about the course that you're running, tell us about your own background in writing and your introduction to it. I know you would have been into the Glens here before where we broadcast from every week. Um, and, you know, I think you might have engaged with uh, pe mm -hmm. people like um, Monica Corish and Vincent Woods. That's right. So right. Your, own, your own background and uh, how, you, how you managed to get yourself into this... Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Well, back in the day, I studied journalism. So I, I did my degree in journalism and I worked in journalism for a while. So journalism, you know, that print writing is the very straightforward, uh, facts only kind of writing. But I always loved the creative writing, especially fiction. And over the years, I worked on that kind of quietly by myself. And then in recent years, when I moved west to Leitrim, I started to join writing groups and um, really escalate the kind of progress of my own creative writing and so started to really develop with poetry and fiction and you know win prizes and uh, you know get things published which was lovely um part of that was being part of the group with monica korish in fact um monica's group was uh based on this uh amherst writers and arthas method so AWA, it's based on a program produced in the US that was designed to um, run creative writing workshops that were just more welcoming, really. Um, The program, I suppose... And what do you mean by that? Because, of course, there's been a boom in creative writing, if you like, uh, in the last 10, 20 years. And which is great, and it, I mean, it, it has le- led to many uh, a classic uh, novel and mm. uh, uh, works been written. What do you mean more welcoming? Do you feel there was a sense that creative writing was only for a certain class was, of people, perhaps? There was part of that, yeah. Um, really, the uh, woman who created this Amherst Writers and Arthas Method, Pat Schneider in the US, you know, she has story after story of people who were told as children as adults, that they couldn't write. People who did courses in college and uh, they poured their heart and soul into a piece of writing and the lecturer came back with a ruthless comments. And she just felt there was a better way to do this because um, you need critical feedback. You know, you need a, another person to read your work and, you know, give the, that extra perspective that another person has. But it doesn't need to be so ruthless. And so... She designed a program of work that um, is uh, tailored really to be more welcoming and supportive to writers. So, for example, in the workshop, typically we will have some kind of a prompt, some kind of a, a spark uh, to get you going to start to write. And everyone in the workshop will write, including me. Now, the point of that is that I'm not just sitting back and judging other people. I will be making myself vulnerable by kind of expressing my own stuff and doing my best and making mistakes. After we all write, we're all invited to read. Um, What's useful about that is... um, You read some of your own work. We read what we've just written, and, and I will too. But people are allowed to not read. And the point of that really is that... If you have, uh, over the course of the writing, started to drift into something really personal, you know, you've, you, you've started to write something that maybe you've never told anyone. If you have to read, then you're going to stop writing because you're not going to go into that personal place sure. and share that with people you don't know that well. But if you're allowed the opportunity to say, I'm going to skip this one, then you can really go into it on the page and explore that. So that is one of the Amherst rules to just produce this more welcoming and, uh, you know, uh, friendly environment because it is a little bit nerve wracking. Sure. After all these years, as myself, a member of workshops, uh, every time when I have to come to read my piece, it's always a tiny bit nerve wracking. And it shouldn't be. You're among friendly company who, you know, want you to do well. Um, but 
you are making yourself a little bit vulnerable by saying this is the best I could do. And um, the whole ethos of Amherst is to try to make that as comfortable as possible. And uh, when we do get around to giving feedback for a first draft, we only focus on positives. Now, what that means is that uh, we notice, we point out things that really struck us about the writing, things that really did work. Now, first drafts are never much good. So uh, almost certainly it'll be full of problems and mistakes. And that's why we don't go into that straight away. If a writer has worked on a piece a little bit in their own time, uh, we will invite them to bring it into the workshop. And that we can give more critical feedback and say, look, uh, you know, there's, there's something a little bit off about the beginning and perhaps we can help them to, you know, find what, mm -hmm. what's off and what can be fixed and so on. Yeah, they, yeah, I've heard it said that they say the hardest part of writing is the first edit. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, very good. And then, in, so I, I, like, I love the idea that it's in the Glen Carty shed. How did that come <laughs> about? Just, well, it just occurred to me, really. Um, I, I live not far from the tea shed and I've often been down there and it's a lovely little spot. It's mm. beside the lake. I yes. mean, it's the lake and the whole area is inspirational. Exactly. Yeah, it's all yeah. over Yates and all this stuff, yeah, you know, so. Yeah. And then I talked to um, the tea shed and Jonathan there was very interested in uh, in running something. And so we will have a little cup of tea or a cup of coffee, a little snack as well for our participants. And um, that would be nice as well. You know? Great. And, and do you think so? It's interesting you said, you know, the, the, uh, so if I, if I say my own personal background yeah. is theatre and Oh God, a long time ago, I was trained as an actor and I always say, look, everybody can act. Mm. You know, there's no. Yeah. So you, you think everybody can write That's and right. you think with the right positive approach yeah. that can be brought yeah. out in a person. That's right. Yeah. Um, that really is the, the central ethos of it. Everyone can write and everyone has something interesting to say. Um, it's a strange thing, but when you think about it, most of us who live fairly ordinary lives in the northwest of Ireland um, think that our lives are uninteresting and everyday and ordinary and we're going into Tesco's to go shopping and we're queuing up for petrol and things. But for much of the world, that lifestyle is bizarre and strange. Mm. And people somewhere will find you exotic and fascinating. We all have little <laughs> stories to tell. Indeed. We all have strange things to happen to us as, uh, as children. Uh, we all have odd characters we went to school with. You know, we all have um, weird little things that when you start to explore turn out to be fascinating, you know. Well, I mean, you know, if we if we take, I mean, we're looking for Martin McDonough as the man of the moment. Or if you look Indeed. back to certainly one of the people I've no doubt would have influenced from John B. Keane. They, they just looked around and saw the simple stories. That's right. And, That's right. Yeah. Brilliant. So how can people sign up for the, for the course? Get in touch. Um, you can phone me or text me at 086-3525-988. Uh, you can email me at Sligo Leitrim Writers at gmail.com. Sligo Leitrim Writers at gmail.com. That's right, that's right. Yeah, exactly. And listen, even for people who, um, you know, might not be... And they're on every Wednesday, isn't it? Every Starting Wednesday, on the exactly. 22nd. 22nd of February, yeah. that's right, yeah. So if people aren't ready quite just yet, just after Christmas, get in touch anyway. Hopefully we'll be running them again. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I can let them know in the summer or something. Great. So this is called Smera Dova which is the Irish for blackberries. What a year for blackberries. For once they survive the rain and they bulge, plump, 
mirrored black and maggot-free, my fingers stained with purple and my lips teeth. I was upset and running high above the Glencar Valley where the forestry road clears to a glade of pine stumps and dragonflies and frog spawn in pools, squirming with weird legged tadpoles. A hot day in late summer, I was drenched, so I slipped my t-shirt off and wedged it in the belt of my shorts and ran, sweat slicked and cooling, swatting off horseflies. I ran with the joy of late summer in my heart, dissolving my pain in the arcing swallows, the foxgloves, the plump hazels, then hunger hit. How I gorged in the stillness on blackberries, bursting sun warm in my mouth, all strange sweetness enchanted. And whether my bones end here or buried by foreign mountains, that day I was gluttonous like an infant, a pyoku smeradova. Lovely. That was smeradova by Shane Levy, our guest this week on Arts Northwest. Gunnairi lat lesh an na na rangana scrive norath krohiochta. They're in the Glen Car T-shed, and you'll get details at Shane. Uh, Sligo Leitrim Writers at gmail.com or you can text me or phone me at 086-3525-988. Many thanks. A pleasure, Shane. Thanks very much. Before we finish up, I'd just like to mention a couple of events coming up at the Dock in Carrick and Shannon. Gull 3, Gyan 3, Soon 3 is a multimedia interactive performance that explores the female voice and women's roles within the traditional Irish singing mode. And it's uh, three local musicians, Fanula Maxwell, who's a traditional singer from the south of the county, composer and researcher, uh, particularly into the area of traditional singing with a particular focus on songs from Leitrim, with uh, the wonderful Aoife Hammond, who uh, lives locally here in in Manor Hamilton region and runs the Folksvia Cafe at the Castle. She's a multi-instrumentalist and wonderful singer. Tara Boya Mooney is an interdisciplinary arts practitioner whose work encompasses sound, performance, and I suppose what you'd call uh, sensory uh, uh, experiences. Uh, and uh, they're also working with a cellist, Carrick-based cellist, Ema Reedy. Really, really fascinating, interesting night. Uh, so this is this Friday, tomorrow night, at the Dock. Uh, and the following week, on the Saturday the 18th, also at the Dock, uh, the wonderful singer from The While Aways, Noriana Kennedy, is joined by... Fiddler Supremo Oshin McDiarmada, accordionist Marella Murray, and guitarist Donna Hennessy, a stellar lineup uh, that's at the dock Saturday week, the 18th. And indeed, they're also one of the Hawkswell over this weekend. You'll also catch coming up Gombean by Neve McGrath, a wonderful comedic piece directed by Seamus O'Rourke, which will also be coming to the Glens here next month. And I'd also like to mention any of you that got the opportunity to see a wonderful play last year which was called Breath which was developed in-house here at the Glens by Carpet Theatre Company and has just for its soundscape and music uh, has got an Irish Times National Theatre Award nomination for Waterboy Steve Wickham who was part of that show but there's an audience choice Irish Times Theatre Awards uh, 
and uh, I would respectfully suggest that any of you have seen it <laughs> would vote for it. It was a wonderful, wonderful piece about a man, I suppose, having a slow breakdown during lockdown. Um, and you'll <clears throat> get all the details through irishtimes.com slash culture slash stage. Um, have your say, choice award for the Irish Times Irish Theatre Awards. Shinnabhil Death and Shocks and Shogun Usually, or Wikis Eistotling. Thanks to Mark Gavin on Sound. Thanks to Pubble, the Arts Council, and Leitrim County Council for their continued support. We go out again on Sundays at 8 pm. And you can also get us on all podcast platforms or through Ocean FM. Wemshire Brendan Murray, Wigate Sloan.